This is the World Industrial News for Monday, October 3rd, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part four of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. It's going to know when to use the power. It's going to know how to use the power on individual reasons. And a lot of that is what we know technically. What we didn't know technically that was addressed by this bill is how to pay for it. Because this is a lot of money to put into basically better living. The parallel to this is probably the interstate highway system. No state or city could have afforded a highway system that was so consistent across the U.S., which then furthered the idea of interstate transport and goods traveling by truck everywhere. We're going to see the same effect on the new digital grid. It's going to understand where to allocate the power, and it's going to have the projects in place to do these basically all at once. Because if you don't, it doesn't make that much difference. Well, perfect. You just you just perfectly teed up my my next question. Mona, you said you're going to get into it. Can you break down this bill for us? How do we follow the funds? What what how do you see this progressing? Absolutely. And so so first off, um, Pat mentioned electrification and and the fleet. Um, This bill has 65 billion for power and grid, as I mentioned, but there's additional 54 billion for water and wastewater infrastructure, 17 billion for ports and waterways, 7 billion set aside for resiliency, 64 billion for broadband, 16 billion for Amtrak. And the list just goes on. There's there's 39 billion for public transit. Airports are receiving $25 billion. And then last but not least, the first electric vehicle charging federal spend in our history, $7.5 billion for EVs and then another $7.5 billion for buses. So I just, okay, I just need to take a sip of water after that because that's a lot of money that is going from the federal government to the states. And so the electric sector is going to play a really prominent role in making sure, especially absorbing and helping bring about this electrification that the Biden administration has supported and wanted for so long. And in addition to, you know, these different pots of money that are at play specifically for the power and grid sector, the U.S. Department of Energy is launching a better building a better grid initiative. The Building a Better Grid initiative is an effort to encourage the modernization of the nation's existing electric transmission grid. And so there is a focus around the need for more transition, more grid resiliency in order to achieve the goals of of the overall bill. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. A late September Bloomberg law story states that, quote, a shortage of natural gas pipelines in the Permian Basin will inhibit crude production from the world's largest shale field next year. A quick online search for more information brings up a similar heart energy headline from four years earlier in 2018. So why could a gas pipeline shortage affect oil production in the nation's most oil-rich region? The answer is that while oil 
oil is king in the Permian, almost all oil wells there also produce significant amounts of natural gas. In fact, says the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the Permian is the nation's second most prolific shale gas formation, second only to the Appalachian Basin of Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Ohio. While U.S. steel prices have come down somewhat from the extraordinary high prices seen in 2020 and 2021, they remain elevated from their pre-pandemic levels, and U.S. steel producers are planning or are underway with grassroot plants, line additions, and modernizations throughout the U.S. in order to expand production. Industrial Info is tracking more than $24 billion worth of active steel projects in the U.S., One of the latest project announcements comes from Nucor Corporation, which has announced that it will construct two new galvanizing lines in South Carolina and the western U.S. Germany's government has taken a 99% stake in the country's largest gas importer, Uniper SE, to prevent it from going bankrupt due to Russia's gas supply cuts. The government will take control of the company following a deal with Uniper's Finnish parent company, Fordham Oish, to acquire its 56% stake. And Avada Group, one of India's leading integrated energy groups with business interests ranging from manufacturing solar solar cells and electrolyzers to renewable power generation has set out to invest $5 billion in setting up a new green hydrogen and green ammonia complex in India. The facility in Kota, Rajasthan will develop green hydrogen and 4 million tons per year of green ammonia through electrolyzers powered by renewable energy. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.